Welcome back to our adventure. The adventure that's taken us from Cobbler's Gulch, through the Crimson Forest, and into and out of the castle of Gretchen Hexenkopf, where events are about to become even more treacherous than they've already been. Episode 34. The Swarm of Spectres. Historically, when it comes to lilt blossoms, at least as far as Hazel's history goes, reciting the charm and blowing the petals produces little more than the effervescent glow of petals falling to the ground. This time, though, after she recites the charm, the petals don't merely glow effervescently and fall. Instead, they glow effervescently and whirl into the air before striking away like a bolt of lightning. The force of the petals not only startles the orphans, it knocks them to the ground, and it blows back Gretchen Hexenkopf and her toads and fool, sending them tumbling, turning several aerial somersaults before regaining control. Gretchen steadies her broomstick and immediately makes sense of what's happened, which agitates her something awful. Again, her appearance withers, her face, body, and that intangible bit of what's left of her soul brims with anger and hatred. She swoops down toward Hazel, vile, abhorrent, nastiness incarnate. The wretch of every child's worst nightmare. The army of toads and Snook the Fool fly in chaotic order just behind the bristles of her broomstick. Hazel and her orphan brothers get to their feet, intending to run, but there's no escape route to be found, no plan to execute, no move to make except to wait for the witch and her army to descend upon them. But they're also waiting for something else, even if they don't know it. Just as quickly as it had lit out, the flurry of effervescent lilt blossom petals returns. Again, like a thunderbolt. This time, though, after it strikes, it delivers a bright light that envelops the entire area. The castle, the moat, the field of screaming scarecrows. And it also delivers a half dozen fairies, each the size of a crab apple, and Wooden Wolf Monfort, who remains the exact size of Wooden Wolf Monfort. At the sign of the fairies and Wooden Wolf, Gretchen Hexenkopf draws back the haggard fingers of her right hand and spits out, By a mind full of melee, by a heart full of dread, and by this witch's rage, off with that head! And then she thrusts that haggard hand at Wooden Wolf Montfort. From her hand, a geyser of specters shoots forth. A swarm of moaning, hissing, rasping blackness with voracious, vacant eyes. The specters crawl one over the other like snakes in a pit, each fighting the other for the first shot at biting off Wooden Wolf's head and bringing it back to Gretchen Hexenkopf. Wooden Wolf stands his ground, waiting until the specters are within an arm's reach. And here is what happens when there's a collision between a swarm of specters and a scythe made of gruzzle bone. (laughs) 
the scythe explodes into a cloud of ash and drizzles down about three flaps of a dragon's wing in every direction. The specters suffer the same fate. Hazel and the orphan stand in awe of the grizzled warrior and the fairies that flutter beside him. I should think that by now you'd be more powerful than that, Opal Tinsley. How dare you speak that name? What name? Opal Tinsley. How dare you speak it twice? It must remind you of what might have been. That wooden leg won't be comfortable climbing over rocks after I have you bleating like a goat. The witch flourishes her hand and again launches another swarm of specters. This one expanding like a firework and going after... The orphans! (laughs) One of the specters moves quicker this time. It carves through the night air and hits Hazel right in the chest. But Hazel does not respond. She lays upon the mucky soil, lifeless, and as still as the petrified warlock. Thanks for listening. On the next Cobbler Sculpture. Meridian Picklesworth, High Matriarch of the Order of Crimson Forest Fairies, a subsidiary of the Alliance of Whisperland's Fairies. In the meantime, consider the difference between being active and being passive, particularly in times of agony and anguish, or uncertainty and worry. Like when your wonderful friend is struck down by a witch, or when your new puppy won't go to sleep, or when he does go to sleep, he snores like a Grolix after a belly full of snoggling meat. Or perhaps uncertainty and worry is just your resting state. If so, there's little to be said for doing nothing. Instead, do something. Create a moment. If you're not sure what that looks like, start small. Send somebody a message. Start an interesting conversation, one that's never been had before. If you need a suggestion to this end, tell somebody who doesn't know about Cobbler's Gulch all about Cobbler's Gulch. We love new sets of ears, not as much as we love the old sets, but you get the idea.